This program is presented by a community producer through Midland Community Television. The City of Midland and MCTV are not responsible for the content of the program. The views presented do not necessarily represent those of the City of Midland or MCTV. If you would like to produce your own program, contact MCTV at 837-3474 or access our website, cityofmidlandmi.gov slash MCTV. Wiseman, Associate Pastor at Eagle Ridge Church of God with campuses in Midland and in Beaverton. I'm here today representing the Midland Human Trafficking Task Force, of which I'm a member. And I have a guest today, Allie Beatty, and she's from Shelter House of Midland and Gladwin counties. And she's going to tell us how her agency is prepared to help human trafficking victims in our area. Allie? Hi, thank you so much for having me. Um, my name is Allie Beatty, as you said. I am the prevention and outreach educator, um, excuse me, prevention and outreach coordinator at Shelter House. Um, Shelter House is a uh, nonprofit agency uh, here in Midland and Gladwin, um, and we serve survivors of domestic and sexual violence. Uh, we also serve victims of human trafficking. Um, oftentimes these issues are interconnected, and that's what we'll be talking about today, so I'm happy to be here. We're happy to have you. Thank you. So what is Shelter House's definition of human trafficking? So human trafficking is essentially the business of selling somebody's freedom for profit. Um, and this can be done in a, in a number of different ways. Um, one of them is sex trafficking, which is probably the type of human trafficking that we as a society think and hear more about. Um, but there's also labor trafficking. Um, another definition, another way to think about human trafficking is the use of force, fraud, or coercion to accomplish that um, objective of sex trafficking or labor trafficking. Um, and this is, of course, against uh, the will of the victims, and this, this happens in many ways, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, anybody can be a victim of human trafficking. Uh, it is a crime that doesn't discriminate who it occurs to. Um, however, there are certain populations that are more vulnerable um, and more, um, uh, more likely to experience human trafficking. Um, for example, the LGBTQ plus population is one of these, as well as um, persons of color are more likely statistically to experience human trafficking. Um, so in trafficking, traffickers look for victims who are vulnerable in some way, um, whether that be because they're homeless, um, whether they are um, children, children are trafficked at an alarming rate, um, immigrants, um, those with undocumented status, really there's, there's no shortage of vulnerabilities um, that human traffickers will exploit uh, for, for their gain. Wow. What are some of the common experiences among human traffic victims that Shelter House might see? Sure. So many victims of human trafficking um, 
experience physical abuses, they experience psychological abuses, economic abuses is, a, mm -hmm. is one that's really particularly um, harmful, especially when we look at victims trying to leave uh, a human trafficking situation. And of course, sexual abuse is also present um, with both labor and sex trafficking. Um, but what we should note is that these experiences vary greatly from person to person. Um, Human trafficking is not always a violent crime, even though that's mostly what we see in media and in movies and TV shows and stories. Um, we really hear about the stranger danger sort of aspects of human trafficking. Um, but human trafficking very likely uh, starts out uh, with a lot of trust. You know, it's a relationship building. Um, it happens uh, between family members and friends and, and people that the victims know. And so uh, there's, there's this element of um, uh, human trafficking in, in our minds and society that it's, that it's violent. And that's just not really always the case. Um, now, another experience that um, some victims of human trafficking may experience is one that we also hear a lot about, which is tattoos and markings and brandings, yes. physical examples that they are under the control of somebody else. Um, and while that absolutely does happen, we don't want to minimize that, I also want to let people know that that's not the only way to identify these oh, situations. Okay. Um, and so uh, when, you, when you read articles about human trafficking and you hear those distinctive marking things, um, it's always good to keep in the back of your head. Um, but I think that really understanding and knowing the, the signs and symptoms of human trafficking is the best way to be able to identify it. Yes, thank yeah. you. Um, so that you talked about the things that we hear about in the news about big busts that happen in Michigan or the United States or even or internationally. Right. But what would human trafficking maybe look like here in the Tri-City area or the surrounding area here near us? Yeah. So, you, you know, in this Tri-City area, Midland, Saginaw, Bay, uh, Bay Area, we don't have that huge metropolis that we often hear about with human trafficking cases. Um, and on the same token, because of that misconception that human trafficking often happens among strangers, it might feel like it doesn't happen here because mm. we just don't have that much contact among right. strangers as you would if you were in a metropolis in a big city, right? Um, but as I said before, we know that victims of human trafficking often experience it at the hands of family, friends, um, spouses, and even parents are the ones that are, are taking power and control away from survivors. Um, but in this area, just as with any area, human trafficking kind of shows up in a lot of ways. Some of the examples of human trafficking are, um, of course, forced sex work, um, mm -hmm. and this includes both adults and children, and obviously children cannot consent, um, mm -hmm. and so any type of sex work with children is human trafficking, right? Um, domestic servitude, that is a, an example of human trafficking. Um, any type of arranged marriages uh, that may have an element to it. Again, not every single example, mm -hmm. um, but it absolutely can be present. Restaurant work, um, agricultural labor, any type of manual labor, these are all industries that have the the um, possibility of human trafficking being present. Um, and the other one that I think um, that we don't really focus on much is the use of criminal activity, right? So selling drugs and um, 
and committing crimes for the person that is trafficking a victim. Um, that is labor trafficking, and oftentimes labor trafficking intermingles with sex trafficking, and uh, it's not a clear-cut case either. So it shows up in a lot of ways, um, a lot of busy areas, casinos, sports events, um, you know, any type of large gathering, there's always going to be that um, that danger of human trafficking, but it can also be kind of those more mundane everyday situations where we may see it. And those are harder to detect some signs, I guess. They are, they absolutely are. So then why don't these human trafficking victims just leave the situation? Right, it's a really great question and it can be complicated. So um, of course there may be situations where human trafficking victims are physically unable to leave that oh. situation. There may be physical restraints in place, there may be um, you know location restraints, locked doors and that sort of thing. Um, but in other cases it can be really complicated and a lot of those complicated cases revolve around the fact that human trafficking victims often don't have their basic needs met if they were to leave a situation, right? So we're talking about things like food and basic money, transportation, housing, a safe place to go. These are all things that um, are being provided by that mm -hmm. trafficker um, and leaving that situation strips them of those things and starting over or the idea of having to to face that um, you know the lack of those needs um, is really it's it's really difficult now uh, traffickers also use you know I mentioned psychological coercion earlier yes. as as an element of this human trafficking and a lot of times traffickers will make threats and quite frankly the, the threat of somebody's safety being in jeopardy, um, whether it's the victim themselves or potentially their family, their friends, people they love, right? Um, that can be a real barrier for victims leaving a human trafficking situation. Um, and lastly, you know, that psychological coercion is strong. Yeah. And there are times where victims really just have been manipulated into a place where they don't recognize that the situation that they're in is a human trafficking situation. Wow, thank you. Can all survivors of human trafficking receive services at your agency, Shelter House? Absolutely. Um, so uh, victims of human trafficking, whether it be sex trafficking, labor trafficking, a mix of either, mm -hmm. um, they are welcome at Shelter House um, anytime, day or night. Um, and they, they can reach us in a multitude of ways. And, uh, you know, I will at the, at the end, I'll make sure that I, I give those resources for yes. those who are watching um, because it's important not only for potential victims, but mm -hmm. for our community to know those resources. Um, and again, I want to reiterate that at Shelter House, we understand that human trafficking doesn't discriminate. And so um, while our vision in society, our image of what human trafficking is often is women, right? Yeah. We also recognize that those of all genders, all sexual orientations, all races, all ability levels, immigration statuses, anybody can be victimized by that um, or by this, by human trafficking, and they are welcome in our doors. So what kind of services then would Shelter House provide for this survivor of sure. human trafficking? So I think obviously the one, uh, 
main service that our name indicates and, and sure. kind of what our community sees us as is a safe shelter yes. for these victims. Um, but Shelter House is really so much more than that. Uh, we do provide that safe shelter for those who need that um, immediate assistance, right, that immediate safety. Um, but we also offer um, advocacy and counseling services because these are, you know, human trafficking is a complex trauma yes. and there are so many elements to it and our counselors, our advocates, are people who understand those nuances. They understand the complexities of these issues. Um, the other uh, services that we offer are we, we can help with um, accompanying victims through their legal journey oh. um, and uh, I think really the one that is most um, most important is just linking survivors to resources both in our community mm -hmm. in the state um, making sure that their basic needs are met here so they don't have to return to a situation where their basic needs are no longer met that is wonderful so what might that human trafficking survivor, what kind of journey would they have once they hit the door of Shelter House and say, okay, I need help? Sure. Well, you know, our clients come to us through a variety of ways. Um, so a human trafficking survivor may come to us through community referrals. Um, mm -hmm. So, for example, they may come uh, through a community referral from another nonprofit or a government agency who says this is a place that can help you. Oh. Um, there are also self-referrals, right? So identifying themselves saying, I need this, I need this help. Mm -hmm. um, and just with, as with all of our services, uh, human trafficking survivors can simply walk up to our door. They can knock on the door if it's late at night or they can just walk right through um, and get what they need right there. Walk-ins are always welcome. Um, but for those who that's maybe not an option or it feels uncomfortable or maybe they are hesitant to simply show up someplace, we have a 24-hour helpline. And that 24-hour uh, helpline is manned by a trained advocate um, 365 days a year. And so on the other end of that phone, a survivor can really explore the the types of services that we provide um, and kind of workshop and, and work out the ways that maybe they, they need help getting to Shelter House or maybe Shelter House isn't the most appropriate resource. Maybe there's a resource closer to where they are so they don't have to travel, those sort of things. Um, and so after a survivor arrives at Shelter House, um, their needs are determined by them. Okay, so we okay. take an empowerment philosophy at Shelter House, which means that we walk next to our clients on their healing journeys. Um, we don't lead them, we don't tell them what is best for them because nobody knows their situation quite mm -hmm. like they do. And so it's a, uh, I'll walk beside you philosophy rather than follow me. And um, with that, um, Every like you know, every healing journey is different, and so um, and every experience is so different. And so, by determining those needs one on one with an advocate or with a counselor, um, we can really make sure that we're connecting them to those appropriate resources that we've already um, kind of talked about. Whether that's staying right there at Shelter House because they have immediate need for housing, or whether that's you know they have a safe place to stay at night, but they really need help making ends meet with food or mm -hmm. transportation costs that sort of thing. I like that term, healing journey. Yeah. That's a really good yeah. term. Yeah. So what are some of the challenges then that our community 
finds in um, responding to human trafficking issues? Yeah, so human trafficking, I, I think there's a couple of things with this. Human trafficking is still not very well understood that's on a true. broad scale. Um, and so that's always going to inhibit communities' ability to effectively address human trafficking. Um, another thing is that human trafficking is, quite frankly, sometimes just really hard to identify. Whether that's person to person, you know, you're out at a store or on a bus, um, you may not know that the person next to you is a victim of yeah. human trafficking. Um, it doesn't, it's not something that these, these individuals scream when they get the chance, right? Um, and so that can be a barrier. The other barrier is that there are a lot of complexities to human trafficking. Many times there are um, survivors, victims of human trafficking who are moved from location to location, which then means that there are multiple jurisdictions, there's going to be multiple um, protocols, policies among law enforcement, the legal system, different service agencies, and, um, and so it can, be, it can be really challenging just by the nature of how human trafficking works. Yes. Um, and how can loved, uh, loved ones identify that, oh, my, my uh, loved per person, loved one that I have here as, as being trafficked? How, how, can that I, how can I know that? Yeah. Uh, like I said, it's hard to identify. Um, and this is something that I say when I talk about uh, identifying uh, domestic violence and sexual assault as mm -hmm. well. For loved ones, any type of marked behavior change um, is going to be kind of a red flag. Um, so some other indicators would be being uh, if an individual is fearful of a specific person or persons, right? They mm -hmm. feel um, controlled by that person or their actions are really dependent on whoever that is. Um, another one is exhibiting any type of signs of psychological distress, physical um, distress as well. So marks um, physically, you know, bruises, um, broken bones, that sort of thing. Um, but also anxiety and extreme stress, depression, memory loss. These are all mm. things that can indicate that a relationship that we see from the outside might not be um, a healthy, <laughs> beneficial relationship for the both both parties. Um, somebody who has limited freedom of movement, uh, maybe they are dependent on a specific person to get them from point A to point B. Um, they are not allowed to go past X amount of miles from the city limit, that sort of thing. Um, being unpaid for their work or being paid just very, very little, that is always going to be a red flag. Um, being in debt to a person or persons, uh, that is something that um, for both sex and labor trafficking is often present. Um, regularly being moved from place to place, as I, as I um, referred to earlier, and then having limited contact with loved ones, kind of going off the grid for a while or being difficult to get a hold of, um, not coming home as much as they used to. Um, these are all kind of red flags that may indicate that something is, is, um, is going on. Um, I do want to to, to note, though, that the presence of one or two of these things doesn't necessarily mean that somebody is being trafficked. I always right. want to say that. Mm -hmm. um, but it's when you look at the big picture. Um, so it can be really difficult to, to notice, especially if you're not having a lot of contact with somebody and you don't have the opportunity to observe changes in their behavior. So then, that, that's very eye-opening. Mm -hmm. um, so how, as, I, as a loved one, 
how can I help someone that I know that has been human trafficked? We know possibly they're getting help from you mm -hmm. or another agency. How can I help them along sure. their healing journey? Yeah, yeah, I think one, it's important to recognize that if you uh, come across that situation and somebody you care about has been trafficked, um, they're going to be at, uh, you know, their healing journey is their own and they will be at any number of points within that healing journey. Um, and so first and foremost, keeping yourself safe is really important mm. um, and keeping the victim of human trafficking safe. Oftentimes traffickers will um, keep a very close eye on the people that they have power and control over. And so um, making sure that when you want to talk to that person, you truly are alone and safe is a really, um, that's really first and foremost. Um, now expressing concern for them, letting them know that you don't deserve to be hurt, right? You deserve to be free. You deserve to have autonomy. Um, reiterating that they have worth and um, self-determination as a person in themselves. Um, that is something that's important and it's something that they probably are not hearing uh, from, mm -hmm. from others. Um, this, is, this is one of the big ones for me too, is, um, is tell, tell, that, tell that victim that it's not their fault, that they didn't do anything to, to bring this on themselves. They are not the ones that chose to commit a crime, right? Um, survivors of any type of trauma or violence have, have that guilt already. They shouldn't, but they do. That's how the brain works. And as a support person, um, it's not our job to, to put more guilt and blame on them, right? It's our job to support them, to empower them, to lift them up. Um, and the last one that is really important and really difficult for loved ones is to respect their choices and be patient. Oh. Um, not everybody is going to be ready to leave. Uh, not everybody is going to be willing to do the things that you, from an outside perspective, think are best for them. And this harkens back to Shelter House's philosophy of an empowerment mm -hmm. perspective, right? Every survivor knows their journey the best. I don't know what that person has gone through. They know. Mm -hmm. And so they're going to be the ones that are able to tell me if it's safe for them to leave, um, if they're ready to leave, and if they want to. So being patient and, um, and refraining from judging is, is honestly the point that I want to end on with this because um, I think that's the most important. Thank you. Yeah. How can a survivor then reach Shelter House for services and our services provided for other survivors as well right. in other areas? Yeah. Um, as I said earlier, there are multiple ways to get to Shelter House. You can just walk right up to the door and, uh, and get help that way. Um, like I said, we have that 24-hour helpline and um, it's connected. It will connect you to a, uh, a trained advocate. Um, and that's a really great way to kind of explore options um, before, before coming in, but we also uh, welcome those walk-ins. Um, you can visit our website. Um, we have plenty of resources on there. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, um, you know, any of those social media platforms, we manage them, we watch them. Um, and so if a person only has access to one type of uh, 
communication, right? Maybe they only have access to an Instagram account. Uh, they can send Shelter House a message and mm -hmm. we will be able to connect them with proper resources. Um, and yeah, this, you know, this is not just an issue in the Tri-City area. Um, human trafficking happens worldwide. It happens in the U.S., it happens in Michigan, and it happens here. Um, and so if somebody is watching this um, who doesn't live in this area, in this Midland-Gladwin area, um, a quick Google search, if, if they're able mm -hmm. to gain access to the Internet, uh, will be able to kind of point them in the direction of other agencies that are similar to Shelter House. Um, and in fact, there are other agencies that are specifically focused on human trafficking um, in other areas, and they might be near those as well. There's also a National Human Trafficking Hotline, mm -hmm. um, and that can be found uh, you know, both on the web or the number is 1-888-373-7888. And then what kind of services then um, do you have then at, at a shelter house that people can be referred to? Sure. So, um, you know, all of our services are free. They are confidential, um, which means that nobody ever has to know who walks through our doors except for our clients and, and uh, the staff members that they work with. Um, and so we have a range of services for domestic violence, sexual violence, and human trafficking. Everything from that safe shelter um, to that 24-hour crisis helpline, um, advocacy, court liaison work, um, and kind of everything in between. Um, we also do outreach and education, which is my job, which I'm very thankful for. I think is a wonderful job. I get to talk about these issues and raise awareness for them um, because for so long, a lot of these issues were swept under the rug. Um, these were issues that simply weren't talked about. They, were, um, they weren't okay. They weren't okay to talk about publicly, uh, but we want them to be because that is the only way that A, survivors will get the help they need, and B, yes. that will make any meaningful change in our communities, which I think is something that we all should strive for. Yes. So what is your contact number that you would like yes. people to use? Yes. So to call that hotline or that um, crisis helpline, you can call Shelter House at 989-835-6771. Um, that is, uh, that'll connect you to that 24-hour hotline. Uh, you can also uh, get those numbers on you know, Google Maps, Google, our website, Facebook, any of our social media, um, and be connected to the resources that, that are needed. And what is your web address? Absolutely. It's a long one, I see. It is. It's <laughs> www.shelterhousemidland.org. Um, and that website is used uh, for our Gladwin um, uh, clients as well. As well. Yes. Well, thank you, Allie. Thank you. You have been so informative and, and helping us to find various ways that we can help those who have been trafficked and have our victims of this um, horrible thing. Yeah brings tears to my eyes, right. so, yeah. but thank you for your help. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, and we hope that if anyone needs help, that they would use these numbers and call and get the help they need. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Allie, for being with us, and we thank you, MCTV, for providing this communication that we can give to our area.
This program is presented by a community producer through Midland Community Television. The City of Midland and MCTV are not responsible for the content of the program. The views presented do not necessarily represent those of the City of Midland or MCTV. If you would like to produce your own program, contact MCTV at 837-3474 or access our website, cityofmidlandmi.gov slash MCTV. We hope you enjoy the following presentation. <laughs> 